Welcome to the Buyers Agent Institute podcast, the show that will take you from your nine to five to living a life on your terms. We hear from the experts themselves, sharing how they created their success and give you actionable steps to help you create a lifestyle by design. Becoming a buyer's agent requires passion, dedication, and great mentorship. This podcast will share with you all three so that you can turn buying property into a career. Look, I wasn't one of those people that hated my job. It, it brought me a good lifestyle and a lot of money, um, and I enjoyed what I did. But now, you know, I, I sort of jumped into the buyer's agent space part-time for a few months, had to get some financial stuff in order, you know, with the properties and stuff like that, jumping out of a, a career into a, your own business, essentially, you know, to get the ducks, you know, in a line. So once I was doing it part-time, I was tasting what the freedom felt like, and that's what got me even more hooked, and now I do it, mate full-time every single day. I work seven days a week, but it doesn't feel like I work an hour. So it's, it's, it's amazing. Welcome to the Buyers Agent Institute show. The purpose of the show is to bring awareness to buyers agents, to bring awareness to the career opportunities that the buyers agent sector is providing people, to bring awareness around the value that buyers agents provide to people who need help buying property. Our goal with the show is to strip back and dive into the stories around the remarkable buyers agents who are paving the way forward in one of the fastest growing career sectors in real estate right now. Our guest today is young Jack Henderson. He's 23 years old. He left school when he was 15 years old. He then jumped in with his old man and worked in the construction industry. At age 18, he bought his first property. At 20 years old, he then jumped into the mining industry where he was a machinery operator. And during that time, up until now, he's bought multiple properties and owns a multi-million dollar portfolio. Jack right now is living his hobby. He's currently a buyer's agent at Trelease Associates. So today, we're gonna dive into his journey. Today, I'd like to introduce Jack Henderson. Welcome, mate. Thank you very much for having me, buddy. Absolute pleasure to have you here. Thank you, thank you. I remember our first conversation we had and you're still in the mining areas. I think you're driving a truck. Possibly, yes. Hopefully you didn't have a beer in your hand. <laughs> that, yeah, that would maybe, maybe. Can't say yes or no. And I could just feel the enthusiasm with what you'd obviously achieved. I mean, at your age, not many people own that many properties and I feel like are as driven as you are and you know have been. And so I was just looking forward to the opportunity of seeing you get into the buyer's agent sector. Really, really you good. quit the nine to five? I've quit the nine to five, mate, and I've even got the shirt to prove it. I love it. <laughs> so machinery operator, I mean, yeah. I, what is it? Um, so I was a plan operator is the, the, the official title. Um, and it's essentially operating the heavy machinery in, in the construction and the mining industry. So the excavators, the graders, the, you know, the shovels, all the rest of it. Why'd you leave school at 15? Uh, it wasn't by choice. I got expelled from, from two schools. Um, I wasn't, uh, specifically a bad kid um, I just I just I knew school wasn't for me and my mentality has always been I want to learn from people who are in the position I want to be in mm. so I guess school has a vital part in the, the the start of your learning career essentially you learn the basics of you know, mathematics and English and all the rest of it but I believe you hit a point where you can go in two directions you can try and you know move into uh, a job where you need 
formal education, you need a qualification, or you can take the other path and, and sort of blaze your own trail. And I knew from 15 that I did not want to go down the path of going to university and getting a, essentially a, a job for life. I wanted to um, do my own thing. Great. I've had so many people on the show who, like you, left school early and have built such incredible portfolios and are doing really well with their lives. And it's just, I'm a big believer that you just don't need to go to school and go through that whole system and go to university or TAFE to be successful, right? It's, it's not required. No, look, for some people, that's what they want to do. Some people want to be doctors, lawyers, you know, accountants, and you need the formal education. Otherwise, it's not possible to do that role or it's very, it limits your possibilities. Um, but look, that wasn't the, the, the career for me. And essentially, I heard, a, I heard a, a saying once. It was usually that the A students work for the, the D students. So the D students generally own the businesses that the A students work for. And that's always been my philosophy is, um, you know, I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. I'll hire someone that's better at it than me. I love it. And essentially, it's to people who go to university. So. I love it. It's true. A it lot is. Of it, a lot of it's true when yeah. I think about it. Well, you look at the, you know, the biggest companies in the world um, and the most innovative companies in the world, and, and generally the leaders are not formally qualified. They, they know their vision and their goal and they know that what their you know, pluses and their minuses are and they, and they, they weigh in on their pluses and, and outsource their minuses. So, First property at 18, yeah. what inspired you for that? I guess backing myself into a corner, essentially getting expelled from school, um, you know, going to work with my father. Although I was earning good money, there's still that thought in your head to think like, what happens if my vision doesn't come true, essentially? So I wanted to sort of give myself I guess a financial, um, you know, like incentive. So you know, buy something that if, if something does happen, you, there you have something there essentially. Because I had no formal education, I didn't have a qualification in like a trade or anything like that. So property for me was mum and dad saying go and buy your property because there's a mentality in Australia that everyone should own their own home. Mm -hmm. um, and the second thought to it was uh, if if something you know does happen to me, at least I've got a property essentially. Yeah. What were your mates thinking? Obviously, you left school early at 18, you snapped up the first property, and then early 20s, you obviously accumulated more. What were your mates doing and what they think? Um, look, some of them um, uh, are still with me, and some of them are not. To be completely honest, my philosophy around friends is a lot different to a lot of people. I don't believe um, there is a lot of people in the world with real friends. People are in your lives for a reason, I believe. Um, and when they don't need you for that reason, they, they go their separate ways. And so when I started doing my own thing, you know, people didn't really need me in their lives anymore. I wasn't going to school with them. So I, I found out really early that um, friends are not really friends, essentially. So it didn't really bother me what they thought. I knew what I was doing and I knew what my vision was. So what anyone thought of me didn't really matter to me. And even to this day, I don't really have <coughs> friends I, I, I've grown up with because we, we were all on different paths. And once you're not on that same sort of vision and path, you sort of go your separate ways. Why have you, or what has really motivated you? I guess I want, to, I want to live up to the potential I know I have in myself. So my biggest driving factor is myself and that's it. So I know the vision I have and what I want to achieve and I guess it's proving it to myself because I don't really care what anyone else thinks about me. I want to go to bed at night and know that, look, you, you've done the best you can. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, I want to know that I give it everything I had and if it doesn't work out, you can say, oh, at least I tried. Do you find people are really drawn to your story? I mean, you're, you're jumping on the phone, I'm sure, right now as your advisor agent, talking to people looking to build portfolios or yeah. buy their family homes. And I'm assuming that you own uh, more property than some of the people you're talking to, and yeah. you could be half their age. Are they inspired, do you feel like, when they hear your story? Yeah, look, to be completely honest, the majority of the people I've worked with so far don't even know my story. 
they just, I'm hungry. Like I will ring anyone and talk to anyone and, and I'm knowledgeable about property and in, in my core areas. So to the answer to the question is the majority of people I've worked with thus far don't know my story, but I believe with building the personal brand and sharing my story, the amount of people that haven't essentially been clients yet, but I get messages daily that are inspired by my story. So I went for a coffee with a guy yesterday who was a very, very, very successful real estate agent in, in Newcastle doing I don't know, probably 120 sales a year. And I had no idea this guy even knew who I was and just laid everything out, how much have I inspired him. He was you know, mentioning photos that I'd put on Instagram and seeing things that I've said. So it's like, you don't realize how many people actually see what you're doing, but there is many people that pay attention. Yeah. yeah, I didn't mention on the intro regarding your personal brand and what you've been doing. I think most people when they start a business go and start featuring on podcasts and sharing their story, getting editorials. But I mean, you were doing that inherently before you even became a buyer's agent, getting a lot of airtime. Has that helped you? Massively. Um, even in the position that I'm in now with Trulies Associates, that wouldn't have been, I guess, as easy if I didn't have the personal brand or the story, um, you know, to share with them. And, and like, it's very strange. Like, I've come into this industry and in probably the, one of the most competitive real estate industries in Australia, and people feel like they've known me for such a long time when essentially I've never met half of these people, but I talk to people on a daily basis and they've seen me on social media for three or four years and they, they think I've been in the real estate sphere when essentially I'm, I'm, I'm you know, brand new. Why? So, well, I guess, you know, people see, regardless if they see you from afar or, or close up, social media now, you can feel like you've known someone for such a long time and know them intimately and essentially you've never even met them. And that's the joy of social media. Now, building a personal brand, when I started it, wasn't strategic. I just did it because someone reached out to me and said, do you want to share your story on um, a podcast? And I did it. And then the feedback I got from one podcast, you know, lit something in my brain to think, if this is what I can get with one, imagine if I did 20, 30, 40, and start leveraging off, off other people's audiences, essentially. So I think I've done probably 20 or 30 podcasts before I even jumped into the industry. I've done that, you know, videos and all the rest of it. So my name and my face was a very familiar face in the real estate industry. And I guess people trust and believe me more now because I didn't have anything to sell back then. I'll just tell my story. This is what works and this is what does not work. So believe me or not, it doesn't benefit me. So I guess it, it built trust and, and now I'm doing it as a business. Um, it's made that transition a lot easier. Yeah, I see how people uh, recognize you and remember you. I mean, we're talking before we jumped onto this shoot just around, I was meeting someone earlier just for coffee before having a chat and I said, oh, I'm just catching up with Jack Henderson. He's jumping on the show. And he said, oh, he's that dude that wears the shorts. And I said, he's going to be wearing the shorts. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, like th things I do, um, you know, something that you've taught me actually is the purple cow mentality. Now, I've always been a purple cow, not by, by you know, meaning to do it. Just, it. just my personality. That's how I am. It's how I talk. It's how I act. It's what I wear. I've always been a purple cow, but now I'm doing it more consciously. So... The shorts, yeah, it's summer. Why would anyone wear a suit? Doesn't make sense to me. But when everyone's wearing a suit and you wear shorts and you wear colourful shoes and you wear colourful, you know, outfits and, you know, I have a videographer with me, things like that, it, it, it makes, it's a talking point. If you rock up somewhere with the blue suit that everyone else has got on and you have the same haircut and you wear the same clothes and you have the same watch, you, you fit in and no one remembers you. But when you stand out and do things a little bit different, people remember you like, like that guy. I've never met him. Who he spoke of? I've never met him in my life. But for him to recognise me and then talk to you about it, you don't, you, you don't realise personally how many people actually notice those sort of things. Yeah, I was reading in that uh, dating book a while ago, I think it's called The Game or by Neil Strauss. I just used Tinder, mate. I used Tinder, okay. But they call it peacocking. 
when you exactly. when you stand out, you know, yeah. wearing something that really grabs people's attention. So those shorts, do you plan on wearing them over summer? Constantly. And I actually just spoke to my tailor on the way here. I was saying, mate, everyone I meet says something about the shorts because no, there is not one real estate or buyer's agent in this area, or I don't really know of in Australia, that wears shorts because I don't know why they think they have to wear suits. Like there's some sort of legality around wearing a suit. I just think, well, I'll wear shorts because it's comfortable. And now it's turned out to, to be a bit of a talking point. Is it a Newcastle thing? Or? Yeah, a little bit, mate. Yeah, they love it up there. The boys, the boys love it. No, but like, I think there's, there's, there's a fine line between peacocking and being an egotistical wanker, essentially. I'm not egotistical at all. I'm the most probably down-to-earth person, I, I believe, that you, know, can, you can come across. But if I can stand out, why not? And if people remember me, why not? You know? I, I think it's great. I mean, um, anything you can do to really, as you were saying, that purple cow concept of really sticking out because there is so much noise, right? There's, everyone's posting content online, everyone's doing the same thing. It's, a, exactly. it's around how do you stick out, right? And like even little things, so like everyone's posting color pictures online. I do black and white. So you scroll through your Facebook or Instagram feed, color, 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 black and white pops up. You stop and look at that. You know, I, um, I plan to have a, a car that's sign written. So when you drive past that car, you, you turn your head, regardless of what you think. As long as you, you need people to notice you. Because as we move into, I guess, this new economy, the only thing you are going to have is your personal brand because everything else is going to be commoditized, essentially. Skills can be commoditized. Anyone can, can learn a skill. If, if you know, your business shuts down, your, your job is essentially very replaceable, whether it be with automation, AI. Everything is commoditized in this new world. The only thing that is not commoditized is your personal brand. And if you build a personal brand that's not necessarily around real estate, just you and your life, and real estate just happens to be a part of this journey, I can pivot into any industry I want because people know me for Jack Henderson, not as a real estate agent or a buyer's agent. So true. What are the plans for Jack Henderson 2020? Um, I have obviously some financial goals, which I'm very, very on track to doing. Um, my biggest personal thing is I want to hire my mum full-time. Hire your mum? Yeah. So my first two hires will be a full-time videographer. So five, seven days a week, whatever it is, I'll have a full-time videographer and I want to hire my mum. My mum's more of a, a meaning thing to me. So like, you know, she's getting to an age where she's almost finished working. I'd love to bring her into my life. And look, it's not gonna be the most dollar productive, you know, use of my money, but on a personal level, it's gonna be very meaningful to me so she can, you know, work her final working um, years close to me and watch me grow as a human being and watch my business grow. And I think it'll be a really special thing. And having the, the full-time videographer is essentially, um, you can make yourself look a lot bigger um, than, than a lot of the big businesses. And that, that, that's a huge gap in the market I see right now is real estate is an industry that everyone likes in Australia, regardless of it. you're selling, you're buying, you're renovating. That's why shows like The Block do so well. That's why shows like Your, real estate, your Million Dollar Listings New York do so well. People love real estate. So I think you know, someone in my position, I walk through beautiful homes on an, on an everyday basis. I meet incredible people and we just think it's so normal. So if I can document my daily life that people think is so incredible that I think it's so normal, I think, you know, brand and exposure is going to be huge. And content is everything now. So it's awesome. I think the ROI on having a full-time videographer will be through the roof. 
That's awesome. I mean, so two key goals is yeah. obviously hiring your mum, full-time videographer, and really yeah. building your personal brand. Exactly. And then, look, I've got an end goal um, in mind, and it doesn't, it's, uh, it's not as a buyer's agent. I want to have a, a boutique development business, um, and that's a little bit inspired by Tim Gurner. I want to have, have a... There's a lot of developers out there, and they change every time they do a development to a different name. So it's, it's this name, it's that name. I want to have a... a, a a brand that's recognized, say if I call it the brand Henderson, when a Henderson building gets built in a certain suburb, you don't say I live at 56 George Street, you say I live in Henderson Rose Bay. I wanna build a boutique brand and in, in, inside that, I wanna have it that you do not need to leave that building. And I think moving into the world that we're moving into, that's gonna be possible. Everything's gonna be at your fingertips. You want the best chef in Sydney to come and cook for you? Make it happen. You want anything you can think of, I think, yeah, sort of like a like a hotel facility, but in a residential building. You got to reserve me a a lot there, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a few people on the list. <laughs> When's Henderson starting? I, d I don't know an actual date, but I think, um, and this is a little bit strategic as well in terms of in this industry, I'm going to meet a lot of people, and those people are going to have to be in real estate, and you know, I'm going to meet developers, and I'm going to have access to a lot of property that the general public is not going to have access to. So as a client, that's very beneficial. And personally, that's gonna be very beneficial moving forward, so. What have you learned about yourself in the short period of time of leaving the mining space and now, effectively you're running your own business within a business. Yeah. Are there any key things you've learned? Um, that's not hard. Everyone's lazy. I've learned that, like about, I, the, the concept I had before moving into this industry, like I work in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, and it's, so it's one of the most competitive markets. It's probably where buyers agents are most accepted in Australia. And my concept before moving into this space was they've got it tied up. Why would someone use a, you know, a fresh kid on the block when there's people here with 15 years experience? Um, and that's not true at all, because my track record in the short period of time, I'm not taking clients from anyone else. There's just an untapped market out there. Um, personally, I've learned a lot in terms of, you know, being young, you, you have a, not obligation, but it's normal for, for young people to go out and party and sort of waste their weekends and, you know, not think anything of it. When you've got a full-time job, you know, Monday's going to come around, you're going to get paid the following week. Now having a business, um, you go out in the weekends and, and sort of enjoy yourself. Monday's a write-off, Tuesday's a write-off and you're not getting paid. So it's changed my perspective on what's important. So... Now, um, you know, it's something I've learned off you. I'm up early. I've got a morning, you know, routine, and that's what I enjoy doing. I don't, it's not forceful where I used to get out of work, go into the mines. I'll like, fuck, get up, it's five o'clock in the morning, I go to work. Now I get up because I'm like, yeah, let's go get it, you know? It's enjoyable. You're doing sunrises in the morning? 100%. I'm doing yoga. I'm a vegetarian. Like, if you were to, honestly, like, you, you knew me six to 12 months ago. If you, if you were, if I was to tell you then that I'd be this type of person, look, I'm still myself. But now I'm a lot more inquisitive around like, why? Why would someone do yoga? Why would someone be a vegetarian? Where before I just make an assumption. Oh, that's fucking gay or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like you just make that assumption because it's not what you like doing. But now something I'm, I'm, more, I'm adapting to is in, instead of making a judgment before you do it, do it and then make a judgment. So I did yoga and then I was like, wow, this is a lot harder than what it looks and it's good for my brain and I feel, I feel great. Then the vegetarian thing, I was like, okay, I'll try it. People do it for a reason, so I'll try it. So I jumped on it, and now I'm addicted to it. I feel great. And I, I go to eat meat, and it's like, oh, I don't feel good. 
So now I'm in that I'm in that mentality of before I judge something, give it a go and then make a judgment because that's educated judgment. You said earlier that you didn't hate what you were doing when you were a uh, plan operator. Yeah. Now obviously it seems like with your career right now you're doing what you love like buying property. Yeah. Does it feel like you're working now? No. That's the thing, like I work probably double, not double the hours, but a normal day for me starts at five, regardless if I'm actually working, I'm still up doing something you know, productive for my day and I, I finish work at eight or nine o'clock, I'm 10 o'clock, I'm still doing emails and texting and talking to people. So essentially you're still working, so you're working more hours, but it's enjoyable. Like, and who knows, it mightn't be enjoyable in five years time, but at this present moment, having the choice to do what I want and the, the decisions I make only impact me. If I don't get up and go to work or get up and do what I have to do, it impacts no one else except myself. So when you make the choice, you're making a conscious decision in terms of, okay, if I, I don't do this, this is the impact. And if I'm willing to take that impact, then I won't do it. But if you, know, you do this and this is the benefit. I remember you did your first deal, I think, was it in the first week? Yeah. How, how did that go down? To be completely honest, it wasn't a good, like it wasn't an incredible feeling because like it, I sort of knew like, I had this vision in my mind that it was it's just everything that's happening feels so normal. Do you know what I mean? Like I had this vision that I knew I'm, ca I know I'm capable of it. So it's not like it was a big like, wow, wow. I just knew it was going to happen. So I did the deal and then it just went on my day. Yeah, it's a good feeling. And it was, it was good because it was a, re a really good friend of mine. But I'm, I have a vision and I, have, I know I'm a very driven person and I know what I've achieved up to this date. So I, I know things that are going to happen are going to happen as a result of me doing what I'm doing. And it's, it's, it just feels normal, I guess. Real estate agents, I've been, I've been seeing online. I mean, I, you talked about the black and white videos and I, I think they're really great. They do stand out. And I have noticed that in such a short period of time, you're getting a lot of traction with real estate agents. Yeah. Have you found it difficult building relationships with them? No, look, when I build a relationship with someone, I don't care if they're a real estate agent or, or, or a mortgage broker or whatever. I build a relationship with a human being. So if I don't like you as a human being, regardless if you're gonna send me a million leads, I don't wanna talk to you because I don't like you and I don't wanna do business with you. So I think the thing is, and I think the, having that approach, when I go and see someone and meet someone for the first time, if I get along with that person, that's the relationship. If business flows on from that as a, as a consequence, then sure. But if it doesn't, I'm still gonna you know, be friends with that person because I like them. So I think that's how I've gained traction so, so quickly. It's not fake. You're not trying to have a coffee every week with them because you want business. I meet up with these people because I like them. So I think that, that's, that's the difference where I see a lot of people, you know, they'll see a big real estate agent or, or someone they believe that they can bring them a lot of business and regardless if they like the person or not or like their ethics or what they're about, they'll still chase that person because they want the business where I'm contrarian to that. I, and I think it's a lot more beneficial because it's a natural consequence. It's not something that feels forced. Obviously, you seem a bit different in terms of most millennials out there, like they're at the pub getting smashed. Or I'm still at the pub, though. I'm still at the pub. <laughs> no, but that, that, from, what, from what, who I meet, they don't seem typically as driven as you. Yeah. Like what, what would be some advice to people out there who are just, you know, you know working for someone, not really pursuing their passion, their purpose? Uh, the thing I've found, and I've been very blessed to be around some very influential and very wealthy people at such a young age. It's just happened as a natural consequence of the places I've been and the people I've met. And something that people have so wrong is they think money brings happiness. So people, the, the only reason someone stays in a job is because of money. That's it. 
I don't stay there because of any other reason. If, if you didn't have to pay any bills and someone said to you, all your bills are covered, go do what you want, you'd do it because there's no financial you know, sacrifice. So people are chasing money because they believe once I get to a certain dollar figure or a certain amount of assets or certain whatever it is, it's going to be a fulfilling and a happiness feeling. But the things I've learned is it's not true. Money does not bring you happiness. And I'm sure you're very aware of that. At the start of most people's career, they're chasing the the shiny watch and the fancy car and, and they believe that this is going to bring them some sort of happiness and the perspective on what other people think of them, that's what makes them happy. The, the reason someone wears a $100,000 watch is not because they like it. It's because when they walk down the street, they want someone to go, oh, look at that watch. You know what I mean? Like It's very rare to actually find a car enthusiast that drives a Ferrari because he loves a Ferrari. He drives a Ferrari because he wants people to turn their neck. So it's a very, very empty feeling. And it's a saying that people say is, I'd rather cry in my Ferrari until you're crying in your Ferrari. Because that's what happens. You get to that point, you think it's going to you know, fill the void, the empty, sad void in your body. And essentially, it just makes it bigger because you hit that point and go, wow, what else now? And I'm very lucky to have learned that. So the biggest thing is chase happiness. You know what makes you happy. Do it. And the money will come as a consequence. I'm just lucky that property pays well if you do it right. So it's, it's a natural consequence of doing something I love and it brings in a good income. Very wise, mate. I have to say, I'm just want to acknowledge you and recognize you because I mean you're definitely out of the norm for people that I'm meeting your age and what you've actually achieved you've been in the trenches you've built the portfolio you're now helping other people so well done for getting out of what you were doing to really pursue your passion yeah you're you're, you're a massive contributor to that I actually remember the first conversation we had now you say that I um I seen because you were still at CH when you launched this business and I remember seeing a Facebook ad saying the new millennial advice agents and I was one of the first students to to do the, the pre-sign up thing and I remember you called me um, and this I, I never would have done this unless it was for you because essentially my philosophy was okay I'll, I'll live out my early 20s I'll earn the good income from the mines I go on holidays twice a year and you know enjoy this life and then I'll hit a point and then when I'm finished being young and dumb that's when I'll do it and now thinking back on that that never would have happened because you hit 27 you have a girlfriend you have kids and you have more and more commitments and then the excuses get bigger and bigger and you never do it so you pushing me in terms of, come on, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. I never would have done it, essentially, so I'm very grateful for that. And then even with Trelease Associates, it was an introduction through you. So you've obviously seen something in myself where your, your name's on the line, essentially. So I'm very grateful, yeah. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. And where can people find you? Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, just under Jack Henderson, Trelease Associates' website. Yeah, thanks, mate. I appreciate it. It's been good to chat. It's great to see your story. And I mean, I can't wait to see 2020 what's going to happen. I mean, I want to see this, the Henderson. I want to get a, a lot there. So get me on the waiting list. Eastern suburbs, mate. I love Be it. the first one. <laughs> and keep wearing the shorts. Thank you. Nice legs, huh? <laughs> Hope everyone enjoyed uh, this episode. For those of you who want to check out Jack, follow his social profiles. You won't miss him. He'll be in his shorts. You'll see his black and white videos. He'll have his full-time videographer with him shortly. I highly recommend you reach out to Jack if you're especially looking for investment properties or even owner-occupiers in the East. Jack is your man. He's young, but he knows what he's doing. He's been in the trenches. He's built the portfolio. He knows everything about property. He's passionate and he's honest. So check him out. Hope today was useful. See you next week. To find out more about how you can become a stellar buyer's agent yourself, head to www.buyersageinstitute.com.au.